Merry Christmas, VolQuest. This is Georgia Tech Vol, and I've got a crew of people this evening for PodQuest, the Christmas edition of PodQuest. We're thrilled to be here. We don't take weeks off. We don't take days off. We don't take holidays. We do emergency podcasts, and we do podcasts on Christmas, even though it's not Christmas, but we're close to it. It's, it's 12-23, Sunday night, December 23rd. We are two days away from Christmas, and as you guys know, that is a clip from one of the greatest movies of all time, not even just Christmas movies, one of the greatest movies of all time, Christmas Vacation. If you haven't seen it, you're crazy. Again, I'm Georgia Tech Vol. I've got a great group of casters with me tonight. We're going to talk everything from recruiting, which was such an amazing week of recruiting. We went from the the, the pit of misery to uh, the highest heavens uh, in recruiting this week. Uh, with some of the guys we landed and some of the guys we supposedly missed on. We, we missed on a bunch of three stars and hit a bunch of five stars, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about um, even there's a, a bigger recruit that we kept. We'll, we'll discuss that. Um, we'll talk about the basketballs, the momentum that they're continuing to go off of. Is, and we'll also talk about the Lady Vols for everybody that's out there that's up in arms about the Lady Vols. And we call them Lady Vols on, on here because we're very uh, respectful. It's 2018. And then we'll also have a very special Christmas segment and have some laughs for everybody because this is the Christmas edition of the pod quest. So with that said, I want to intro everybody else and you can say your favorite uh, either movie or anything you want to talk about Christmas wise uh, to get us started. I'm going to go and start with a special man um, who actually has his birthday on Christmas Day, Bleed Orange. My dad, welcome to the pod quest. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody, and uh, it's great to be here. I would say that actually we kicked off this Christmas season, and I've got to say I'll be turning 64, so I've got to give this shout-out to uh, Tennessee Mom all, and uh, I know she can't hear this, but I'll let her know uh, that we mentioned her, but we started listening off to some old Bing Crosby uh, uh, stuff on Amazon Prime uh music and uh, kind of got inspired and watched White Christmas as our first Christmas movie this year. And so I know everybody will uh, mention the others that are much more uh, significant, um, but uh, that's how we got our season kicked off this year. Looking forward to spending Christmas with uh, Georgia Tech Ball. No, that's good. We're glad, we're glad you're here. And um, I'm, I'm a Christmas music fiend, so I'm like all about it. Actually, uh, We'll talk about it during the Christmas thing because I made a thread about going back and forth on the lights with somebody across the street, and I've got an update on that. Um, Priestfall, man, you're starting to become a regular. I'm gonna have to boot you off the podcast some point, so you you know. But you're becoming a regular. I'm just kidding. We love having you on here. So, Priest, thank you for joining, my friend. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, guys. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, that that is true. So I guess I need to take a couple weeks off well, so it's special no, every time I show up. Exactly. Right. So you're, you're either you're going to get that new shine wearing off. So I know everybody get tired of hearing my voice because I know I get tired of it sometimes. No, man, we um, love having you on here. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna steal the favorite Christmas movie is definitely 
National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's that's a must must watch multiple times through the seasons. Here, here. Uh, de- yeah, definitely. <laughs> when we were talking about having that intro, that was that was that I laughed the whole time I was on mute. So I uh, appreciate kicking <laughs> it off like that. You know, we we've got to innovate. We got to stand out. And we're going to have some really cool stuff for 2019 in store for you guys. So the podcast is going to get better and better as we as we go on. But for Christmas, we had to do something extremely special for you guys. And it was a unanimous vote for, for Christmas vacation. So um, I think Powell's back. Powell, are you with us, my friend? Yes, I am. He is with us. Powell Valls, welcome. Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining. We're doing intros right now, so. Merry Christmas to all you all, and uh, Merry Christmas to VolQuest, too. I'm glad to be here. Another year and another charge on my credit card, right? Always comes at Christmas time, so. Exactly. Yep, we're, we're glad to have you on, man. Do you have anything, like, we're talking favorite, either Christmas memory or movie or something that you do tradition-wise um, that is big for you and your family? No, not not really, Um our our son is just he's just four and a half now, so we're kind of developing a little bit of you know that we haven't really come up with a tradition you know to with him you know something new, but we just we just do the family thing basically um, you know Christmas Eve and then you know the few days ahead of that or whatever just kind of go around and see everybody but that's pretty much about it. Very cool, very cool. Well, again. You you know you've been here since day one, and we're we're thrilled to have you. I think it's like almost been sixteen weeks now of PodQuest, um, which time is flying, and uh, we're having such a good time. So thank you to our listeners and Powell. Thank you as well, man. You're you know you're always on this thing, so we appreciate having you on. Um, never walk alone. You will never walk alone. I had to slowly creep through that one. Did I did I do it right? This is week number two for you. Yes, you managed to, to, to dodge all the landmines. Okay, good. Because I, I was thinking, I kept thinking you'll never walk again. That's the one that always goes in my mind. <laughs> thank you for joining. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody there. Merry Christmas to VolQuest, except to the few posters out there who don't deserve a Merry Christmas, and you know who you are. <laughs> Baja, mug to, Baja mug to you. Yep. Um, go Lady Vols. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, l- 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 I'm bleeding orange oh. and light blue like, oh, right now. Oh, my gosh. So- they come when you learn to get better and just play the game. That was post. That was have, a post holly, game. have a holly jolly Christmas. Oh my goodness. I wish I had the sound clip for that one, but uh, no, that, uh, that was Holly post game after the Stanford loss. Um, and she was really emotional. Uh, so I know never walk alone's emotional after the loss. Oh, as well, devastated. I may so. not recover. Well, we'll get into that in the basketball section. You can break down if that's. I'm on a seven know. day bender from that. Actually, I think that's going to become a segment. I, if you uh, you can be the the local you know Lady Vols expert, and you can come in and break down the <laughs> all the the reverse layups and the twelve foot <laughs> jump shots and the behind the back passes, two, uh, two, the two handed set shots, two handed set shot layups, <laughs> and I think I think there was a slap of the backboard on the layup one time, but you know. Uh, Anyway, I'm going a little too far with this, but, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're excited to have you on again two weeks in a row, man. Thank you so much for being here. And for the people that complained last time and said this was Soccer Quest, we didn't talk about soccer this time, so you're welcome. So anyway. Actually, Liverpool, Liverpool won Friday, big weekend, way to go. 
Go Reds. There we go. There we go. Oh, gosh. Now we're going all red on the board. Exactly. See, it's ridiculous. But what a week, guys. I mean, the board was on fire, honestly. Everyone's saying it was a slow week. But we had, you know, the National Signing Day, early signing period. Everybody freaked out, you know, because we didn't land Jalen, you know, Ellis out of, you know, he's a Baylor commit, right? Three-star went on visits. And then we had Noah Kane that was here and said a bunch of good stuff. Figueroa said a bunch of great stuff. Everybody, you know, had the orange, you know, tinted glasses and wanted to think that these guys were all committing. I mean, the guy was doing a seven-hour flight. He's like, it's only seven hours to come to Tennessee when he, you know, USC's in his back pocket. And it's like, <laughs> the guy wasn't going to come here. And I think we definitely upgrade. I would much rather have how we closed, you know, a couple days later, which everybody says Pruitt can't close. Um, I'm glad I never got on that train. You know, there's some statements that you cannot make on VolQuest because people will find it and they'll come back at you. There's a lot of people that were eating crow. So, um, again, in honor of your birthday, this is actually my birthday present to you. I'm letting you go first, Bleed Orange. Um, I'm just kidding. It's not. I have a great present for you. Uh, but uh, what are your thoughts on National Signing Day? Where do you think we maybe missed? And, you know, what do you think on the big pulls that we had? Well, I got to tell you, I'm worried about the ones we got and the ones we didn't get. <laughs> wow. <That's, laughs> yeah. Well, any anything else you got there, uh, Dave, from, from Chattanooga? <laughs> anything else you're calling in? <laughs> no, you know, I truly, um, I think that um, the uh, Wednesday was – unspectacular as far as people jumping in the boat. There's a lot of big names out there that we were romancing, but uh, I mentioned this as we were talking before we started the podcast, that there's always, you know, University of Alabama signs a fraction of the people that they offered scholarships to. So if you want to say they offered 15 quarterbacks and only got two and they whiffed on 13, then you can do that. It's a matter of what you want to take from your program. Um, that doesn't mean that we all put on the orange tinted glasses and, and uh, deny uh, failures, but uh, we had an awful lot of wins. And uh, Wednesday gave the naysayers a chance. It's, it's just so predictable, these guys that come on there and make their negative posts about, oh, how sad this is and how disappointing this is. The sky is falling and all that kind of garbage. And... Um, I, I say let them have their posts, let them go on about their business. Um, but Wednesday was not a bad day. It was just unspectacular with with new people jumping in. And obviously the next few days after that were a huge treat. And um, we're, uh, there was uh, something that was posted on VolQuest recently where on rivals were ranked, I think, fifth in the SEC with our the only East rival ahead of us now being Georgia. So um, was that after Crouch and those guys? Yeah, uh, was that what you're saying, I, or you're talking about the first round, or is this after no, we got these other guys? That that's something that's just posted. So I'm assuming that it has Crouch. Um, I don't, uh, you know, I'm trying to look at it here on my. No, phone. it's okay. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I just that's no, what no, I was no, curious I would, about. Yeah, I, that that's. A great question, and I don't know the answer to that. But well, it uh, says we're number twelve right now in the rankings. I mean, obviously a good haul by Prude and staff. I mean, goodness, 
to your point, you know, bleed orange, the sky was falling for a certain group of posters. Right. And then the next few days you bring in an Eric gray, you got a crouch. Um, yeah. You bring Jared means or Gerard means and you know, no name five and a half star or five and yeah, five and a half rating 5.5 rating, you know, but, um, I think it's a pretty dang solid class. Um, so, you know, any, any other comments on the, on, uh, what you saw out of the class that they signed on the surprise, you know, surprise visit turning into a surprise commit and signature. Um, and I, I'm sure we brought down those CBS servers when we were watching that stream too. <laughs> Well, you know, as I told you, son, I, I think that that weekend when they had all the recruits in here, uh, that it would have been really tempting to line up an offensive team there uh, with our quarterback and all the offensive linemen and the tight ends and wide receivers and running backs who were in town. Uh, those who had not yet, a couple who had not yet committed, but did after that event. Uh, it would have been fun to have a picture of that. Uh, and I there was a picture of that. that. And said, well, there's a, a picture of the whole group, but I would have loved, and they could, this is probably illegal uh, by the NCAA because it would probably uh, simulate a game situation too much by having them actually get in a formation. But that um, would have been pretty fun. I think do. I saw UGA do that. They, um, I think I've seen that before, not on the field necessarily, but they're doing like a photo shoot and then they've got someone at left tackle. I think Jade Mays uh, did that. I think there's a picture of that fat, lazy offensive lineman uh, that's at UGA that did that. Well, you know, we've got a few guys here on the board this evening who are going to be sharing their thoughts. So I don't want to take all of their thoughts. Uh, but I, I think that this is a very strong class from a broad standpoint. I have individual thoughts on some of these guys, but um, I'll step back and let others uh, offer their opinion. No, all good. We'll we'll bring you in, Bleed Orange. Powell, I want to go to you really quickly because obviously, you know, the talk of, of the night a couple of nights ago, or when, I don't even know when that was exactly, if it was Friday or Thursday, but Gravaris Crouch, former number one player in the country, stud beast. People are saying he's Jamal Lewis. People are saying he's Terrell Suggs. People are saying he's, you know, Derrick Henry from Alabama. I mean, he can be whatever he wants to be, but he's going to be a Tennessee, right? How the heck do we land the guy? And let's, you know, it's a family show. You know, I've been saying we needed to cheat, but let's not go specific that we did with him. But what are your thoughts outside of that whole aspect? What do you think really brought, you know, Crouch to Tennessee at the end of the day? Um, I don't know. Like maybe, um, you know, the, I think the relationship that he's had with the coaches um, – probably is a big thing. It's, it's really surprising that we got him away from Clemson. Uh, I think everybody pretty much thought that, you know, he was going to go there, but I think the, the big, to me, the, the most, I think the biggest thing about his or his commitment is, you know, if it, if that had happened on Wednesday with him and gray, if that had happened on Wednesday, the mood would have been totally different, but I'm mm -hmm. actually glad it, I'm, I'm actually glad it didn't because it kind of put us in the spotlight a little bit, something we may need right now. Um, just going forward, just because of where we are as a program. And so we need a little extra, you know, pub right now. Um, but, I mean, it's he's a huge get. Hopefully he's his ranking is what he is and he pans out. We, we seem to strike out on, you know, big-time recruits, it seems like at times. Um, but, um, you know, Ellis is the only guy that we – 
felt I think we all felt like we were there for that right. we didn't get. Besides that, I mean, it kind of went as planned. There was nothing, yep. um, you know, nothing. Uh, we didn't lose anybody. I think maybe there was a couple guys who didn't sign. We might have thought they were going to, but you kind of wonder if maybe we didn't. Um, if those are some guys that maybe uh, like the Cox kid. And maybe some, maybe a couple kids that um, we asked to hold off, or they decided right. to hold off because they, they, you know, we seem like we've got some, we still got some pretty big fish on the line. Right. Oh yeah. No, we've got uh, and and kudos and shout out to Hart's first choice uh, with his big fish thread from many months mm-hmm. ago, ladies and gentlemen. He he mm-hmm. called it. He knows people. He called some big fish, and we've we've brought a couple big fish in now. Um, now priest, I, well, and, and to your point, power earlier, again, we've got Cox, Henry and Harris that are unsigned. Um, so who knows if they're going to come in or not. Sounds like maybe Henry's out and the staff's kind of cooled on him. So, uh, you know, they're probably going to be trying to make some spots for some other guys. Maybe we'll bring in a Chris Bogle or something like that, but I think you're trending upwards, you know, and you're happy where this class is, has moved to. It's not a world beater class. But it's a good foundation for Prude and company. Uh, Priest, I did want to ask you, um, you know, landing Eric Gray, huge get, right? Huge, huge, huge get. Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, Tennessee? Did, maybe they said no to Noah Kane, right? Maybe they he, they had a really sh- good shot with him. You know, what are your, you know, if you know, what are your thoughts on no, Noah Kane versus uh, an Eric Gray? Are you happy with, with Tennessee bringing him in? Cause he seems kind of similar to like a, a Ty Chandler. Um, or did you want more of that, you know, a bigger body guy, like maybe like a Kane was. Well, of course you love to have them both. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm very pleased with having Eric Gray. I mean, that, the kid can run. You don't win Mr. Tennessee three years in a row um, and not be a really good solid all around tailback. Um, and I'm, be the first to say that I'm not a football coach and, and can't decipher his film, but I can tell you watching him run and the way he runs, he, he runs very aggressive. He, he's very um, decisive when, when he reads his gaps and goes, and he's a little, he's a little more, you know, just, you know, just doesn't, he doesn't get East West, get lost behind the line. He just goes, um, he doesn't do a lot of dancing and he's faster than he, than he really looks. Um, now, He's probably playing against lesser competition, but I still think it's a really good pickup for the running back spot. Now, Kane is a good runner as well. Would you know? I was really hoping that he would, you know, some of that uh, orange Kool-Aid he got when he was on that trip would kind of stay in his system and he would sign. But I think um, at the end of the day, I think they wanted Gray um, right. just as bad, and they would they would I think they would have taken both. But I know they you know they wanted Gray the most just because him being from Tennessee and that. Memphis type pipeline to get down in that area even more so get some good talent out of that area I think getting gray was was huge um especially for for having a you know the one legit running back I know that Aaron Beasley can plays both ways but they're you know Mm -hmm. per Pruitt's comments he wants to start him on defense right um but you know I I think getting gray was big um and you know you kind of mentioned on the whole you know who we have that didn't sign um aspect of it and you know i think i was on a few weeks back and mentioned you know i i, I stand by not seeing lakia henry as part of this class um and i think the florida state offer kind of shows that as we've seen in the past where these kids want to come to the sec but um there's always that there's always something for some reason they never make it in 
Um, and also, I also don't think that, you know, the staff is as high on Lakia Henry as they originally were. You know, I think they saw a, a guy that loved to hit um, and, and tackled well. But as, as I think some of his film is showing, he's not as fast. I think I was texting someone the other day and said he looks like a he's you know, he's kind of like Ignat, just a little bit slower, which is not something you need um, in that defensive spread. So I think, you know. I don't see, you know, Henry being a part of this class. Um, he could, they could shock me and they sign him if they strike out on some of the other names they have out there, the Chris Russells, the, the Henry T's, um, all those guys. But, um, you know, it was, it Wednesday was not the end of the world. Um, and then Thursday and Friday made it um, a little bit better. Very cool. Very cool. No, it's, it's all good stuff. Again, it's weird too. It feels like FSU is kind of riding Tennessee's coattails on a lot of recruiting for whatever reason. It's like, you know, Butch used to follow Paul Quest for all of his evaluations and, you know, the, the local newspaper. And now FSU is following everything that Tennessee does, whatever their scraps are, they're wanting to take. So, um, uh, never, uh, never walk alone. I did want to ask you, um, do you, did you think there were any positions of need that we potentially missed out on? Um, you know, where do we kind of, where could we have improved in, you know, outside of stars, where could we have maybe improved uh, this class a little bit? I'm always going to look interior first and I love what we've done on the offensive line. And while I'm excited about a little thievery we did from somewhere up North, and I'm excited for yeah. Savion Williams. Um, I, 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 I would like to – I want more bodies for the defensive line. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think – you know, we did – you know, I'm not point, disappointed. I just yeah. want more. Yeah, I mean, you know, Williams I think is a good get. I think he's going to be a player. Uh, you know, Middleton, another big body you can throw in there. Um, and then, you know, to, the, to your point, we've – We've gone full beast mode on Jim, you know, Harbaugh. And, uh, you know, he, he does sleepovers and we do whatever we do, you know. He does his little pajama parties and all that good stuff. So what did you guys think about uh, the big transfer, the big news, former five-star uh, defensive tackle transferring to Tennessee? I mean, what a get. You know, what do you guys think about that? Ask me whenever um, we find out if he's going to get the – hardship and then I'll, then, I'll, then I'll tell you because if that happens I'll, I'll do cartwheels naked across no, that's a good point mm-hmm. the he, and the other thing too uh you know bleed orange real quickly do you think what and I don't know if you how much you know about the UGA part was he really looking at UGA again or anybody on in the group know or was that just kind of a, a previous thing he was looking at UGA and they didn't take him he had he had a lot of suitors um I mean the guy was a farmer far a five star. A farmer? He was a farmer? Yeah. Don't get it started already. Yeah. A former five. See, I should have been drinking. Freudian. Yep. He's right. Right. While we're at Someone this, what are y'all drinking ble- tonight? <laughs> Someone search Bleed Orange account on Farmers Only. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think that uh, the kid was a former five star. And um, obviously w- was worth it because he played – Every game as a freshman at Michigan uh, was injured this year, but um, you know it's one of these things. I you know who knows what his reasons are for leaving Michigan and coming back down here, but obviously there were what four different coaches who recruited him when he was uh, coming out of high school, and 
uh, I think that overwhelming uh, connection with that many coaches probably was a huge difference maker for him. And uh, I agree. Hopefully the, the kid will be uh, eligible and uh, be able to play right away because we're going to need him. No, it's nice uh, position where there are a lot of question marks. Again, you know, to, to y'all's point, if, if Aubrey Solomon can come in, you know, he's got some experience. He had some injuries, right, that maybe hold him back. But goodness gracious, if he can come in and get that medical hardship and be able to add some depth to that defensive line, oh, my gosh. With throw in some of those, you know, Juco guys and then throw in, you know, Emmett Gooden and and some of the other folks that have, you know, Daryl Taylor that's out there. And, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe some of the other guys you, you've brought in, in in the class can can make some waves here. So it's it's pretty exciting. Um, well, if, if I may, son, you know, one yeah. thing I want to mention that I understand uh, is, and this was in quotes, I think, somewhere that Crouch and uh, Solomon are both listening to the to the pod quest. And that was a significant well, factor. That is a good their, point. As and they're as, coming. Yes. And, you know, again, um, you know, kind of a pat on the, the back here for the group um, you know, <laughs> because we are actually top three most downloaded in East Tennessee podcast wise. And that's all genres. I've gotten a lot of private messages from people asking if that's just a sports genre or, or everything that's across the board. So, you know, self-help, you know, spiritual sports, we are top three in all of East Tennessee. So um, I know a lot of people, their go-to, you know, they want to look at an Eric Ainge or a Swain. Nope, they go to the PodQuest. This is nine ninety five. Um, so thank you for pointing that out, Bleed Orange. A lot of the recruits well, do listen. I, I got to tell you, I think this is all of those sports. It's health, self-help. It's spiritual. Everything's in the well, pod, and in that's, the PodQuest. Exactly. That's, that's one, a good point. One thing I want to say and throw this out to the guys on the board is Crouch. Um it, it is fascinating to me that this young man is in the athlete category because uh, he's big and strong and fast. And when you look at him, somebody commented, I forget who it was, about him running kind of upright uh, and taking a lot of punishment. There was some conversation on the board about it this week uh, about whether or not he'd be a better running back or linebacker. My feeling is, of course, Eric Dickerson was a pretty fair NFL running back, and he was accused of running a little bit upright himself. Um, and I understand from a head standpoint that this young man has looked into uh, whether or not he should be a running back or a linebacker, and he's looking years down the road into the league and saying, well, you know, the shelf life of a linebacker is better than as a running back. Now, I understand all those things, but also in an interview with Austin uh, earlier this fall or late summer, uh, Austin asked him, would he, would he rather run over somebody as a running back or hit somebody as a linebacker? Because he's, he's a pretty punishing runner and uh, just mauls kids on the high school level. And uh, he, he really – Well, that's against to- questionable uh, competition. You know that, right? Right. Well, if if, if uh, one of our recruits are doing it, it must be against questionable competition. <laughs> right. Only the ones we get, it's against. Right. You got to have a couple posters in there. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. But, yeah. So I'll just throw this out there to the group. You know, my feeling is that um, he's going to be most successful at whatever he has the biggest passion for. And uh, I right now, I think that he could be assuming his hip heels properly that he is a five-star running back. 
but I don't see him from looking at tape and even from other comments that have been made subsequent to my original thoughts is that I'm not sure he's as polished as a linebacker right now. So while he might be, I, I think he has the potential to be a larger impact as a running back his first year than he, than right. he has right. as a linebacker. Right. So what, is the, what do the guys think about those thoughts and where do you all think he's going to go? Uh, I I'd, think, rather have, I'd rather have him at linebacker. Agree. Yeah, I think I think his passion to kind of play on what you said, bleed orange is, you know, I think his passion is 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 the money, and he he's done his research enough to know that he may love running over people, but he knows yeah. he can only do that for two to three years in a league. Whereas if he's the one giving out the punishment and hitting, and you know, not taking a hit every single play. I think he sees the longevity of it and someone's done a good job of telling that kid, Hey, look, you're great. You could be a NFL running back, but at the end of the day, you could be a all pro linebacker for many years. Right. And, and I think, I think that's, I hope that's what he's thinking and, and turns that into a passion. And then, you know, if not, then they'll see that he's not passionate about linebacker and they'll start handing him the ball off. Yep. Yeah. As, as, a, as, a, as a selfish Tennessee fan and not thinking about what's best for him, just when it comes to my team, when it comes to the Big Orange, I would rather us be elite at linebacker than elite at running back. Because I think if you're an elite at linebacker, it's more beneficial to your team overall because I think running backs, you can get away by committee. You Be, be elite at quarterback – be elite at linebacker, and you're going to be much better off than being okay at linebacker, okay at quarterback, and elite at running back. All right, I can see a Christmas showdown at Gate 21. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's all, this is all this is all. How, how good are you at thumb wrestling? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got to tell you, I I can't disagree. I think it's not an easy choice. I I could see him. The question is how quickly he will mature at linebacker at Tennessee. Um, it's how soon will he see the field? I mean, there are a lot of guys like J.J. Peterson. How much significant reps did he get this year at linebacker? And we all think that he was the second coming of Al Wilson with J.J. Peterson. Hopefully the, hopefully the early enrollee makes a big deal with him getting acclimated mentally. Um, and Peterson, bless his heart. Not, when, when did Peterson finally enroll in school? Uh, thank, oh, when gosh. Did, Thanksgiving – Tuesday, <laughs> right? It was it was late in the summer. I think they'd even started all practice, hadn't they? Before yeah, they he had. started, they had. I, I, they had. Yeah. Absolutely. It so, was, it was uh, like two weeks in, right. two weeks in the spring, yeah. uh, into yeah. practice, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was unpacking his his toothbrush about two weeks in. Or yeah. So, so hopefully, <laughs> Couch, Crouch is 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 further along on the middle side. And I just, I think about Eric Berry. He was a, you know, a high school quarterback, a great, great high school quarterback, great high school cornerback, but he was such an elite athlete. They put him at safety because he was, that was the place where he could benefit the team as a whole the most. And now he's an all pro safety. And I'm not saying Crouch is going to be the level of a player that Eric Berry was Lord help. If, if well, he, he better is, be, if he that, was number one would, in the country. That would be beautiful if he is, but I just feel like there's certain positions on the field that we need that you need to be great at more than others. 
and I always think linebackers is the key. Well, I, I can't disagree with making a strong defense. I, can, I can't disagree with that at all. But also you have to think, just consider this. Eric Berry was a quarterback, right? Yeah. So he was more familiar with reading defenses, looking at yeah. linebackers, you know, what the DBs were doing, coverages and things like that, which helped him tremendously moving over to defense yep. and understand what offenses were doing. And I, I, I don't, I can't say that, uh, Crouch is not well schooled at linebacker. It just seems like, from what I've seen uh, on tape, which is just highlights and just snippets, uh, he doesn't seem to be as well schooled at linebacker as he is as a, at a running back, which is a little bit more instinctive. Oh, you're but right. That doesn't that doesn't mean that I don't think his best long term value for himself and for Tennessee isn't at linebacker. Well, isn't there the whole issue at the University of Tennessee with running backs that they can't play till like week seven because of picking up the blitz packages? Isn't that? Oh, I'm just kidding. Yep. I'm just yeah, kidding. no, that's, no, that's, that's, that's a standard right there. Right. That's, that's, that's no, Jamal, you're true. The, that's a Jamal Lewis freshman year issue when we lost at Florida, then he, and then he goes for 250 yards next week against Georgia. <laughs> well, so I have, I have a question for you guys. So kind of wrapping up the recruiting piece here, um, you know, there's been a lot of discussion on it. You know, also, I don't want a big discussion on this necessarily, but the, you know, bringing back Fitzgerald when he was potentially going to Maryland. I just have a question for you guys across the board and we'll go through everybody. But um, is it hypothetically, is it more important to get a, a Wanye Morris signed and a Quivaris Crouch signed? Or is it more important to keep Fitzgerald uh, signed. I don't know if how, however many lo- more years they've signed them or increased his contract or whatnot, but for him to stay, what 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 do you think is more important? Some bedrock commits like those two guys, or uh, keeping Fitzgerald? What do you think, uh, Priest? Man, I'm pretty fired up about keeping Fitz. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I don't know if he's the end all be all of strength training, you know, guys, but I think. You know, just from a continuity standpoint and the team being in a, a routine of the same workout program, the same regiment, the same coaches, the same guys in their ear, I think is payoff huge. Um, so I, I'll actually say that, I, you know, Crouch is, you know, getting the big time players is great. Um, but I think f- keeping Fitzgerald is just as big of a win um, from a team building standpoint and from a, you know, program building standpoint. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely huge, and uh, hopefully another year in the same program get these guys going. And I don't think there were really any you know crazy injuries this year. Finally, because they're lifting weights the right way. What do you think, Bleed Orange? Do you think it's bigger to have Fitz back or get somebody like a Wanye Morris and the former number one player in the country, Corvarus Crouch? Oh man, you know that's like asking me if I want to be shot or hung. Uh, that's a good, you know, good answer. Uh, the <laughs> fact of the matter is that, you know, the uh, Fitz is. By Felicia. Yeah, he's he's dealing with his the entire team rather than two or three guys. So you're talking about, do we rather have two guys or have somebody developing the entire team? Um, I can tell you from an athletic standpoint, from my own personal standpoint. Um, I. Real, yeah. Here, here. You need to have something that says, "Here we go." <laughs> I'll go download it. I got, I got it. You got to have your own sound clip for when you you start. Here we it's go. Like we walked, here we go. We walked uphill both ways. <laughs> uh, 
No, the fact of the matter is that um, you go through sometimes a metamorphosis through going through college and trying to understand what the correct weight is for you. Um, as a hurdle, 400 meter hurdler, I had to figure out, you know, what my best weight was uh, as far as, you know, muscle and weight and speed and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I look at somebody like, what I don't understand is a guy like Charles Mosley, right? He comes in here and he weighs what, a hundred, a buck 55 or something like that. And in a couple of years, he's 190, you know, but we'll get, you know, let's see what happens with Jameer Johnson. The guy's got the attitude and the technique and all that, you know, athleticism, all that stuff to play offensive line. And he's playing at what, 270, 275. Um, you know, why can't they put, 20 or 30 pounds on this guy during the off season of, of decent weight. Um, but I, I think that, that having that continuity in their workout regimens, uh, understanding what motivates the kids, designing individual workouts for them, for them to uh, achieve their maximum ability and potential as an athlete, as a football player. Uh, these are all things that are really critical and I'm really happy to see fits back. Well, in that entire time, that five minutes, I was able to get an "Oh boy, here we go" uh, sound clip. So this might be yours. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. So um, <laughs> that might be. Uh, I'm still working for more of a disappointed one, um, but uh, we're we're at this for for the time being. Powell, what do you think, man? I mean, obviously, we've got a couple people saying Fitz is is huge, but would you rather take a Fitz or a, a program changer like? Crouch and uh, and Wanye. Without the without the stud players, you know, I don't know that your strength and conditioning guy makes a huge difference. Right. I mean, you gotta have you just you gotta have players, but at the same time, you're you know, Fitch is going. He's like the second most important coach than right. the head coach, in my opinion, on staff. Um, he, you know, that guy's with the players probably three quarters of the year when they're here, when we're not in season. And he's still with them some during the season. But, um, I mean, that's that's probably like their buddy, you know, the, the guy they're with the most. They see the most. Um, they get to talk to the most. Um, and, you know, hopefully he's as good as what we've heard, you know, with his past. It seems like he's uh, he was really good at South Carolina, really important to them. So, hopefully, you know. It, it's I think I just think it's really he I think he's the most important person right now just because of just having the same face that you see the most um, another year and um, you know that's just I don't, that's just how I see him or how I see this you know the program right now as far as the just to, like somebody said, the continuity of the, the of everything um, that's going on. No, that's that's good. Uh, never walk again. Never walk alone. What do you think, man? <laughs> I I agree with everybody's sentiments. It's it's massively important for the same voice to be heard numerous years in a row, where we're we're doing the same programs and we're building muscle. And we're training the same way, so we're not starting over at scratch next year. That's all huge. However, I do think if you gave me trading Alabama's taking 
I get a choice of Alabama strength and conditioning coach or I get Alabama's talent on their roster, I think I would take their roster and let them keep their strength and conditioning coach. Yep. So uh, I'm going to say getting the players. I lean that way. Well, he only gave you the choice of a couple, though, not a whole roster. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, no, so I mean, so I'll, I'll just get my two cents, not that anybody necessarily cares, but I, we do. I we feel do. like maybe Powell and, and you know, never uh, walk alone or kind of on the, the side of you need the talent. I'm kind of on that side. I, I think everybody agrees that we need the continuity. But yeah. look, the, the Georgia Tech Vol cheat, or excuse me, not cheating, program building 101 is, you know, cheat like Ole Miss did without getting caught for a couple of years, build that foundation. I don't mean cheat. I mean, aggressively recruit. I, let me take that back. Aggressively recruit for a couple of years, get some deer antler spray. These guys are beasts anyway. I mean, goodness gracious, look at them. You know, when you look at a Wanya Morris and you look at a Darnell Wright, and we didn't even talk about, you know, everybody knows he's pretty much a commit. And then, you know, a crouch. Those are some foundational players. And Eric Gray, a lot of people are saying this guy is a superstar in the making. So um, I would much rather have the players and, you know, maybe Rock Gullison or whatever his name was could have coached him up. Who knows? But uh, Son, all I can say is we're going to have a spirited Christmas dinner conversation. Well, you know. Was Coach, Need- was Coach Niedemeyer, was he an option on this too? Because I'll, I'll take him all day long. He's a superstar, oh, yeah. goodness gracious. That's for a whole nother – we're going to do a recruiting uh, pod quest, I think, next couple of weeks when things kind of get a little bit slower and talk about 2020 as well uh, or, you know, the next – is that is 2020, right, or is 2019 right now or is 2019 next year? Maybe 2020 is two – I know it's two years from now, but is that two classes from now or is it one class from now? One class. We're in. in okay. Class. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're in 2019 right now. See, you know, as your lovable chat host, I should know these kinds of things ahead of time. So my apologies to the quest, but I don't and I didn't. So that's why you have the bright minds uh, that are with me. So thank you guys for that. So let's talk really quickly. Um, well, hey, yeah. I'm going to go off topic really quick just before we get into the next segment. So I just got an unsolicited. Boot, I just got an unsolicited boot pick. From this girl what? off Twitter. Yep. But it could be worse because the last time that I got one of these, which is very rare, it was from a dude in Cookville who had just come out as gay. What? And it was really, you can't judge me. Um, but it was you great said you were going to keep it a secret. Really nice guy. I know. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> well, I thought you had some struggles out there in the, in the game. How am I ever supposed to find a date out here? <laughs> Go to Cookville. Uh, say, give my boy Zed Clampett a shout out with one of the weirdest threads I've seen in quite a while. Yeah, Zed, uh, and that was tonight too, right? So, um, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Zed, we we got some shout outs to you, man, because um, we still are trying to figure out if that was a mailer. And you tweet, and he tweeted, right? He tweeted her dang uh-huh. or his. G will say G right now. G's uh, picture. Um, yeah. And, and uh, so, and, and where was it out of again? Handsome woman. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a very <laughs> handsome woman. Um, <laughs> apparently he's apparently he's close to Cookville. I'm not really sure. How am I ever supposed to find a date out here? <laughs> <laughs> so he was just he was at the, it keeps getting funnier. <laughs> he was at the uh, the local watering hole, right, and uh, just happened to come back. I mean, is there a place where he could maybe find some love? Or, I mean, there's only one place that I know of. <laughs> well, and again, tonight the pod quest is this is a good segue, and uh, you know we are we do have to you know feed our families okay um we've taken this on you know we pay for the hosting and everything and we do have to get some paid sponsors so i do want to say thank you to our paid sponsor tonight farmersonly.com are you looking <laughs> are you lonely do you live in a small town are you a farmer are you looking for love tonight join farmersonly.com you don't have to be lonely at farmersonly.com so thank Yeehaw! you <laughs> wow how am I ever supposed to find a date out here? <laughs> so anyway, uh, we like to have a couple laughs on the pod quest. Uh, and thank kudos to everybody on the farmers only thread. Um, it went to about three or four pages. We had a good time with that. And also Zed for this thread tonight, just that's what makes a, you know, vault quest extremely special and, you know, keeps it fun uh, on slow nights when we can't talk about Holly, you know, we can talk about stuff like farmers which again, bleed orange, uh, was on there for a while. I think still has maybe a profile on there, uh, but same name, <laughs> bleed orange 23. He's, you know, out there, but, uh, so what do we want to talk? My son just can't quit trolling dad, <laughs> even near his birthday. Or it's not your birthday yet. So I still got two more I'm days a- to hit you with this stuff. Go oh, ahead, son. So, uh, right. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. The joke's on me. Um, so let's talk really quickly um, a little about a little bit about the the basketballs. Um, obviously, coming off of we talked about Penny Hardaway last week and and that game and the the Gonzaga game. Um, not really the stiffest of competition, but they had some tough games. They played Stanford, and then not you know the Wake Forest game wasn't necessarily tough. But what did you guys think of you know how that all came out? Never uh, walk alone. What do you think about your our resident? Well, you are our resident lady Vols expert, so we'll talk about that a little bit. But what do you think about how the Vols played this this past week? Uh, two words: Jordan Bone. Hmm. I love it, man. Simple. The kid, the kid has flipped the proverbial light switch. Um, it's 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 been coming the last year, year and a half, where we you can just see glimpses of he has all the abilities, and suddenly he has the mental game to go with the abilities. It's not I shouldn't say suddenly. He, he's been good all season. He was good at the end of last season, but boy, lately it's just it's 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 scary to say. There, if he keeps on this pace the way he's playing the last three, four weeks, he he could be the focal point, our best player, and that's with Grant Williams, Admiral, Admiral Schofield on the roster. He is playing like a guy who can when when there's eight seconds to go on the shot clock, and we've ran our offensive set, and the defense is taking away everything we do, and sometimes that happens. It happens to every team. 
he is getting to where once that happens, he'll reset and he can go one-on-one and he can get anywhere he wants on the paint and get a good look for us. And it may not always go in, but he's able to get to his spot now. And he's also creating at a very, very high level. I'm just, I'm ecstatic for what I'm seeing out of Jordan Bone. No, that's good. And there were also definitely a couple uh, sexual references that uh, you had in there. So I had, to give a, <laughs> had to give you a couple of those in there. But uh, no, Jordan Bone. Wait, 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 wait. Did yeah. we say something about being, I think we talked about being hung. Or wait, well, never mind. Oh, never mind. That's what she said. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, you know, I, I do agree. Bone has been, and maybe I'm a little too friendly on the clicking the sounds tonight, guys. I'm sorry. We're having a fun time. We're being goofy. This is the pod quest, you know, so give me. It's feedback. Christmas. It's Christmas time, guys. So if I'm being a little too, a little too uh, happy with clicking all the sounds. <laughs> send me, send me, oh, my goodness gracious. I'm going to have to mute you on that one, Dad. But no, uh <laughs> That was Why do you think one. it was me? Well, that was actually your voice, I could tell. But no, I mean, it's Jordan Bone has been playing at an all-American level. I think he's been averaging almost 19 points the past three games. So just an incredible um, performance by him. And he's making it look easy. It, it, that's the part you think you can tell he's clicking when it makes it, he makes it look really easy now. Now, Powell, um, and, and never uh, walk alone. I'll get back to you on, on the Lady Vol segment. But, uh, Powell, what are your – you know? Also, I want to point out, you know, Alexander. I'm a big naysayer on Alexander. Not that he's not a good player. I think he's a solid uh, college player. I don't think he's an in in NFL, NBA player. Um, now, Jimmy Dykes, for whatever reason, everybody was going on him on the board during the game, but he was just gushing over Alexander, you know, specifically in that Wake Forest game. How do you think he's been coming along? Do you think he, he has a trajectory, an upward trajectory, he scored 19 points, you know, last game? Where do you see him fitting in even? You know, I mean, that's scary if you've got people that are just kind of starting to find themselves a little bit more. I mean, what do you think about his game, pal? Um, the, the only thing, the only thing I, the only thing I say about him is he he kind of has a tendency to disappear, but he's not doing that nearly as bad as he used to. It seems like he um, he doesn't have those stretches where he just. It's not that he's lost. He just doesn't seem very aggressive or whatever. Right. Uh, but he has come uh, – he is – we talk about Bone, but I think Alexander has came the longest as far as where they started at um, a couple of years ago um, to, where they, to where he is now. Um, he – you know, and it, and it showed last year in the tournament when we got beat, you know, we don't – we probably – we don't lose that game um, against Loyola with, right. with Alexander in there. Um, and I didn't realize – I guess because you we we you play every game with him. I didn't realize how big of a deal he was, um, how much we missed him until we didn't have him, and and it you know and it and it's and it shows up when he comes out and um, we have to shuffle the lineup a little bit and we get you know nothing against Ferguson. We get him in there. Um, just it's just a different game when Alexander's in there, in my opinion, especially like on the offensive rebounds. Yeah, no, I I think um, I was actually just. I think he's finding his game. He's finding his sweet spot, right? Uh, you know, I don't want him out there shooting threes. I, you know, I think we talked about last week if he can develop a three. And I'll fight you guys on that. I don't think he needs to be shooting threes. and he's not. He doesn't need to be a stretch. I think he needs to post really hard. He needs to take something from Grant Williams, post really hard. He's got a really good go- first move. When he gets that ball, he knows what he's deliberate about where he wants to go. He's got a, he's got a good move, you know, a good first move. 
He's got that little hook shot. He's got that. He's got pretty good touch, you know, from a jump shot, uh, jump uh, shot standpoint. And it's like goodness gracious, he's fairly solid defending. I think he's a little weak, but he's fairly fairly solid defender, and you know, pretty decent rebounder. Uh, Priest, is there anyone that really stood out to you, man, over the past you know couple games this past week, Wake Forest or Samford, um, outside of the you know the Jordan Bones and the Alexanders? You know, I think you know we, we outside of those two, no, not yeah. really. I mean, I think you still have this solid. Yep team built around those guys and i think the good thing you're probably going to see over the next get before we get into sec play is it's going to gel a lot more and i think you're going to see the defense improve and i think as you you're going to we're going to see how tough this team really is because it's going to be a long sec road to get to the tournament in march and and i think you're going to need alexander and you're going to need bone to keep growing and, and stepping up and you know, Bowden playing the way he is um, coming off the bench and, and Pond stepping up when he gets into the game as well. So, you know, I think there's a lot of different parts and that they're trying to get molded right before we get into, you know, conference play. Um, I, I know the board reading through it, that everybody's worried that Lamonte Turner is either suspended or, or pissed off Coach Barnes or has done something that he's still, still too hurt. You know, I think, you know, I'm wondering if they're just making sure that he's, is healthy enough and that he is rested to go run this gauntlet through the SEC, through the, the right. you know, through Kentucky and Florida and, and all those teams. So I think, you know, a solid week of, of good basketball, I think helped them where it wasn't, they didn't have to get up for a, a big environment or a big ranked team. So I think it was good for them to kind of just settle in and start playing the game that they want to play again. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, just kind of breaking down, I wish I could do my best Bob Kessling voice, you know, Tennessee's got, and I called, I, I thought I said, I think I said, I'll have to go listen to the archives because we make sure to archive all the, the podcasts for everybody to listen to and scrutinize and, and call us out later on. Um, and maybe we were talking about it this week, we'll do some predictions, but I think, you know, I was calling that we pretty much go undefeated if we could, you know, get through that Memphis game until, you know, that West Virginia game. But uh, we, I think we talked about that last week. Um, but uh, obviously Tennessee Tech, you know, on the 29th, we got Georgia on the 5th at Missouri and at Florida. So a couple tough games coming up. Georgia beat Georgia Tech pretty handily. They've got some fairly solid players. And also their coach looks like my former high school basketball coach, Tom Crean. Uh, so it'll be interesting the next, you know, few weeks as as we, you know, get into conference play. Uh, Bleed Orange, one thing I did want to ask you, where does Tennessee go on the bench? Um I, you know, Bowden was kind of quiet. He was a hero in, in the Gonzaga game and he's kind of been coming along, but really didn't have a huge offensive burst, uh, against unless I'm, yeah, had, had six points, uh, against Wake Forest and maybe he wasn't needed that much. And then, you know, against Samford, um, I'm looking really quickly. He had, yeah, six points again. So who do you see as an, an integral part outside of, you know, Turner maybe coming back. Are those two guys the ones that you want to see make the next step? Or what are you seeing from some of the others uh, out there as the Vols hit SEC play? Well, I think that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think Barnes came into the season with an idea of who his team was going to be and how deep his, his bench was going to be. Um, I think one person that is showing up and son, you're going to love this, but 
I will go back again and say Alexander is critical to this team. Um, last year, as it was said earlier, uh, against Loyola, we missed him when he uh, went out with foul trouble or was injured, excuse me. Um, and we could really tell the difference there. So <clears throat> I think it's going to be important for Fulkerson to continue to develop his game. Um, he forced a couple of shots. He's still a little bit not back 100%, but he's getting closer. Um, I think, uh, obviously, the boner is doing well, and uh, Alex and Folky's got to come on. That boy, stronger. here we go. Here we go, guys. This is a <laughs> I, show. I think, I think that Walker. <laughs> Sorry, very think, poorly timed, but I had to at least, ah, boy. See, the ah, boy, here we go. It's not disappointed, so I'm going to get a very go. disappointed one. Uh, I think that Walker coming on is going to be big. Uh, we need somebody with some size. I in like there. that. He's, I like that. He is still understanding what his role is on the team. I think he's understanding that he's not looked to to come in there and be Kyle Alexander or anybody else. He needs to be Walker, and which means he needs to get rebounds and play defense and help the team in that regard. Right, right. He needs to set solid screens, be a good pa- – but I like Fulkerson's game 10 times better than Walker. and Maybe it's because Walker doesn't get the burn. But goodness gracious, I love what Fulkerson brings versus Walker. But I do agree. We do need Walker to bring us something when he gets in there. Those need to be – if he's in there for five minutes, and I don't know how many minutes he's averaging, but he's got to, like, get after it. I mean, six minutes against, you know, against Samford. You know, yeah. he made a couple of shots, had five points, and had three fouls in, in six minutes <laughs> with one <laughs> rebound. So it's kind of like, goodness gracious, buddy, like, you know, you got to – Again, and that's maturity and things like that. And it's hard to, you know, go into a game freezing cold and only play a couple of minutes, right? But I, I yep. agree. I think Walker's, you know, going to be hopefully solid for them. Uh, so we got a good stretch run, guys, coming up. And we'll keep talking to basketballs. We want to hear your feedback on on all of our thoughts on the team. Tennessee, you know, number three right now. But I think next, you know, or tomorrow when they bring out the rankings, obviously with Kansas losing. Last question I want to ask before we bring you to uh, Never Walk Alone really quickly for a, a two-minute segment on on the uh, the Lady Vols. Do you think Tennessee goes to number one, yes or no? Bleed orange. With the Kansas. In basketball? Because Kansas lost yesterday. Do they go to number oh. one? Do they, do they jump over Duke or does Duke go to number one? Or does somebody else? Duke is Duke. How many losses does Duke have? Uh, one. They lost to Gonzaga. Right. So Duke Duke will I would expect that Duke will go to one because they're because they're Duke. Well you also have the transitive property. What do you think, Priest? Yeah. Um I, I say we go to two. I I don't see us getting one just because of the whole the the Duke life. I, I just yeah. can't see us jumping them, even though, you know, similarly, you know, losses to top teams, but yeah, I, I see Duke one, Tennessee two. Okay. Never walk alone. Duke one, Tennessee two. Okay, Powell. That'll probably end up what it'll be, but if you but looking at some of the national guys, um, the way they're talking about Tennessee and stuff, I mean, I think Gary Parrish has his number one. He has his jumping Duke and his little you know little pole whatever. Right. I mean, a lot of a lot of the national guys is you know, loving us right now. We're kind of the, you know, Duke's always there. And so, you know, we're kind of the new kid, I guess you could say. Um, and so 
that a lot of times that new kid kind of gets gets a little bit of extra publicity you know um that you know just just because they want just because the national guys are the they just want the polls to have something have a little spice to them or whatever right. but but it'll probably end up being duke one but i wouldn't be surprised if we're number one i wouldn't be at all yeah i actually i'm gonna do a bold prediction i while well, i was thinking about it, i actually was thinking that michigan was gonna go to two we we're gonna stay at three and duke goes to one but that would put the the board in a frenzy but i actually do think tennessee will go to number one um the the time-tested transitive property that ten- the tennessee fans use of this team be that team and that team be that team and we beat that team so with Gonzaga beating Duke and us beating Gonzaga, we're going to be number one uh, come tomorrow. So that's my prediction. You've heard everybody else. Uh, never walk alone. What do you think, man, on Lady Vols? They went one and one this week. They're actually nine and one oh. right now. Um, do you want to do a little rundown? Oh, go ahead, Bleed Orange. What was that? Yeah, I, I, I want to interject one thing real quickly before we go on to uh, one of the more important topics of the evening. Um, yes, and- as uh, considering that I am an older gentleman, um, looking back, of course, there's all this history about Ernie and Bernie back in the day. And, and certainly uh, Bernard King was an incredible basketball player and an incredible player in the NBA and would have had a, a, a much more storied career had he not been injured. Um, but at some point, I wonder how much people were going to be talking about the Schofield-Williams combination. These, these two guys are really carrying this team. And I, I appreciate uh, Jordan Bone stepping up and Alexander's contribution and then what we're getting out of uh, Pons and Bowden and other guys. Uh, but these two guys are really carrying this team. And I, I, I this is the, the closest – uh, comparison I can have in the history of Tennessee basketball is Ernie and Bernie with Schofield and Williams. Well, that's a good point, and thank you for keeping that under five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, really quickly, never walk uh, alone. Um, let's again. We've been waiting for this for you know sixty minutes now. Um, for for you, Lady Vol Questers, that are waiting you know with bated breath for news on lady vols all you know your go-to source for lady vols never walk alone uh you want to speak to the this week in uh, lady vols basketball yeah it was a it was a tough week um i think they grew a lot that 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 loss to to, to be down then battle back it, it was huge for them i re- mostly I, I just really think that ace clement and candace parker are really starting to come into their own <laughs> candace huh yeah. <laughs> actually and it's funny really this is a side note but Maya Moore actually goes to my church in Atlanta and I'm kind of pissed because I went to the Christmas they're doing Christmas uh, services today and she never gets there on time and shows up late and they always have a seat for her in the front couple rows so Maya Moore I'm calling you out because it really ticks me off and they give her a water bottle too um, so you know anyway but that's not Lady Vols but it uh, looks like uh, the ladies lost at home against Stanford. Um, and we've actually got a, 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 a clip like we did with Penny Hardaway. We've got a clip from Holly uh, discussing the game real quick. So they come wanting to learn and get better and just play the game. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, riveting words uh, from your Lady Vols head coach. If you coach, can't get I'll... fired up playing for her, I don't know what to tell you. So they come <laughs> need to learn and get better and just play the game. You know, they don't want to win. They want to learn. They want to get better and they want to play a game. And, uh, you know, again, women's basketball, uh, the Lady Vols, you're going to win some and you're going to lose some. And uh, I'll, I'll take Dooley's quote and say, it's never as good as it seems. And it's never as bad as it seems. So let's keep pulling them through. They're nine and one. Let's hope that they can, you know, keep this, keep this train rolling. So we do, we do love you, uh, Holly. And uh, we love your button downs that you wear uh, there. I don't know where you get them from, whatever your supplier is. Uh, Those are custom made. They are definitely custom made. Um, <laughs> again, it's it's a sight to behold on national television television uh, that she would wear them, even though it's ESPN eight. Same uh, same gal that cuts her hair makes her shirts. Love it. <laughs> One stop shop. One yep. stop shop. So um, so let's go real quickly again. This is the Christmas season. We've talked basketball. We've talked recruiting. Let's talk you know Christmas a little bit. Um, anything else for you for you gentlemen that uh, you're looking forward to for Christmas? Me. You know, I it's I'm holding. I'll just go first since I guess I'm the host. So um, as we kind of wrap this thing up, for me, it's having my family here. You know, celebrating life. I've got my son. He's you know a, almost a year and a half now, and not a year and a half, like 15 months, I guess. So um, that's exciting. I bought, I bought him a bunch of toys. He probably doesn't even understand, but you know, we're trying to instill the selfishness in, in the family and you know, the me, the my mentality. So trying to give him as many presents as possible, like my dad, you know, did with me when I was growing up. So um, (laughs) trying to instill that. Uh, But no, I mean, you know, it's not snowing here in Georgia, which kind of sucks. But, you know, I've done my thing. I will say, you know, really quickly outside of having family here and traditions and trying to build your own traditions as, you know, a new family and things like that. Um, My thread on the Christmas lights, just an update, the grandpa across the street, he put out some lights kind of copying and mirroring what I did. I did some spiraling up the trees with lights, some warm white lights. He did the same thing. So I went and I got a thousand uh, multicolored lights and I put it up a tree. Um, it's about 11 feet high now of, of multicolored lights. And then I'm going to run a hundred foot extension cord down and do some lights at the uh, mailbox, which he doesn't have. So he's now specifically putting lights on, on the side of the house that I can see. So it's legitimately on as a, as a challenge. Um, you, if you go to the other side of his house, there's no lights. It's only on my side that I can see. So he's really, <laughs> and he keeps putting just, it's, it's just mismatch. It looks terrible. So anyway, that's my thing that I'm working on. You know, we all know the season of what Christmas means, but I'm, I'm in a battle across the street. So anybody else have any fun Christmas memories or anything that they want to uh, talk about? Well, son, I got to tell you, um, guys, there's no question that I've taught my son everything I know about exterior illumination. And I'm looking up forward to getting up there and seeing uh, uh, Georgia Tech's son, little Ebenezer. And, uh, Ebenezer, uh, huh? Yeah, little Ebenezer. And there is a kitchen that we bought him for Christmas. And uh, for him to play around with, the kids seem to like. And it has the most dreaded words on the side of it, some assembly required. 
Those are the worst words on Christmas to hear. Because I believe I, I believe I put together, assembled that same kitchen uh, eight years ago for my little girl. Oh, really? And yes, absolutely. Um, it was a wonderful night. Uh, Christmas Eve, she opened it. We put it. I, I assembled it, and we all came down with massive stomach viruses about three hours later. So we brought in. Uh, the Christmas cheer by throwing up and everything else you could possibly imagine. Myself, uh, my wife, and my little girl. It was it was quite beautiful. Oh, Santa, Santa, yeah, Claus, Santa Claus saw, came down the chimney to the hap hap happiest bunch of. Yeah, this side of the nut house. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So quick question. Well, can't see well, the line, can you, Russ? Um, so. <laughs> Quick question though, and, and we're kind of going back and forth on this. So, um, are you all right there, Dad? Do you need? I'm okay. Mucinex? I'm doing good. Uh, okay. Pass I choked thing. on. Yeah, yeah. Pass it around uh, to the group. I went from wine to water, and I was choking on the water a little bit. Well, so are you guys, Powell? Are you guys uh, Christmas Eve? I heard never uh, walk alone. Are you guys pre. Uh, opening presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas day. Cause that is a gate 21 topic for me. Oh yes. Powell, are you an Eve or a Christmas day, a present opener? We're Christmas morning. Okay. We, so. yeah, we do. Um, we, we do just me and my wife and my son Christmas morning. And then we go out Christmas day to, uh, you know, the family and stuff. Um, but you so just talking about, you know, stuff that, uh, you know, not really, not necessarily tradition or whatever, but something sure. that's really, something that's really fun that I mm-hmm. think is, is Christmas Eve after my son goes to bed, then we, me and my wife, we get all the stuff. Oh, out hold on now, with... that's the, all the naughty stuff out, huh? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, um, it's a family show, Powell, but you know, go ahead, yeah, sir. It's hot. Now, um, this, this is, this is stuff <laughs> we bought him and we, you know, put all that together and stuff and that's, uh, that's a that's a lot of fun something sure. i really look forward to no that's good man and when when you say that you know all teasing aside and stuff that's definitely something that uh i'm looking forward to tomorrow is putting stuff together myself you know and yep. you know my my parents did a good job as far as like you know the santa things and all that you know coming down the stairs and there's cool presents and stuff that they weren't there when you went to sleep right and you're just excited mm-hmm. about it and you know mm-hmm. all the um, I mean, I, you know, I was telling my wife even not to be too whatever cheesy or whatever, but I was like, I'd tell her, gosh, I, I, even throughout the year, I, as a kid growing up, I just wanted to be like a good kid because I wanted Santa to make sure he took care of me. You know, I just believed in it so much. And there's that spirit. There's something about that, that, uh, you know, really makes the Christmas time, not just getting presents, right. But just the spirit and, you know, families coming together and like, you know, how much your parents love you and all these, you know, all these cool things. And, you know, pal, what you're saying, you know, that's the, mo- that's the most fun part for you is staying up and putting stuff together for your kid. And, you know, that's what Christmas, you know, is, you know, not all about, but one of the things it's really all about. So that's awesome to hear. So, um, priest, you got anything, man, anything that's, I don't know if it's going to top any of what we just talked about, what Powell just said, but goodness, <laughs> or, you know, what do you got, man? No, you guys pretty much hit it. It kind of touched on what you said, you know, just the, you know, the feeling around Christmas, just to kind of, 
kind of takes your mind off everything else that you got going on and you kind of can just be with your family and, and enjoy each other's presence for the most part. There's always that sure. one relative you, you hate seeing every year, but you have to, that <laughs> brings you the really bad gift. That's yeah. three sizes too large or has nothing to do with anything you like, right. but, exactly. um, but, th- that, but that's part of the tradition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's part of the tradition though of it. I, and that just adds kind of to the, the, the fun mm-hmm. part of Christmas, but yeah, you know, that, that's pretty much you know you guys touched on all all the all the cool fun stuff and and you know looking forward to uh just spending some time relaxing and enjoying family company yeah it's no it's it's awesome anybody else got anything that they're looking forward to or you know we'll do a new year's we'll do a new year's one maybe maybe it'll be live i know a lot of people want to see me you know live popping champagne on new year's eve uh, <laughs> But uh, anything else that, you know, kind of looking back at the year, just Tennessee wise, you know, forget family, but anything kind of wrapping up the year that um, really excites you for next year, unless anybody has any other Christmas stuff, I don't want to cut anyone else off, but. Um, well, son, I got to say, I'm, I'm looking forward to my angel food uh, cake with that uh, uh, chocolate frosting on it, that uh, almost a chocolate whipped cream frosting. And uh, as as my birthday cake on Christmas Day, that's something I look forward to with great anticipation. I obviously love Christmas Day, and and uh, we obviously as parents and all of you out there who are listening, who have children, uh, the memories that we try to create for them, just as our parents created for us uh, during many Christmases, and it's uh, obviously a thrill as a father to hear. Uh, you know, you talk, son, about your anticipation. 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 Yeah, of Christmas that Day. boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, you know, on top of all of that, um, yeah. of course, son, uh, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And I can't uh, mention Christmas without mentioning that. And as much as we looked at the presents and everything else involved and spent that wonderful family time together. Uh, the overreaching and, and major emphasis of the season uh, is the significance of our Savior uh, that we recognize as his birthday coming into the world. Uh, good point and, and um, a good way to kind of tie it all together. And Amen. Yeah, amen. Amen, amen to that. exactly. And, um, you know, we at the PodQuest um, I know we've only been doing it again for about, I think maybe 16 weeks now, but I'll, I'll just kind of wrapping this thing up again. We don't, we don't take any breaks, but kind of reflecting on everything. We, we thank everybody that listens. We're thankful for our families. We're thankful for our faith. Um, we're, we're thankful for a place where we can all kind of come together, right. And, and laugh at each other. There's some people that really take themselves way too seriously on here and, you know, <laughs> the back and forth on there, but goodness gracious, we're all rowing in the same boat, hopefully. And we are all here for each other and we all love Tennessee. So that's one thing I've been really kind of thankful for is something that I'm looking forward to every Sunday, you know, hanging out with you guys and hanging out with the rest of the board, doing the live chats, going to the Bay, you know, Harrison Bailey commitments, you know, doing all these kinds of things. It's so much fun and, you know, we're all thankful for it. So, I, you know, appreciate everybody listening and I appreciate all the hard work that you guys do for, for joining me and, and talking and being crazy and silly. Um, cause that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Life is about letting loose a little bit and having some fun. So, um, 
thank you guys and, and thank you everybody for listening. And we wish everyone the merriest of Christmases. We hope you laughed listening to this podcast tonight. And uh, we wish you an opportunity to rest and to relax and to reflect with your family and loved ones and eat lots of food and drink lots of IPAs and be merry. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, anybody else want to say good evening and good night to the group? Hallelujah. Holy crap. Where's the Tylenol? (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everyone. Everybody stay safe traveling too. Yep. No, we'll, uh, and Powell will keep us updated if we've got anything on Christmas Eve happening. So, um, thank you everybody. We're going to be signing off for this evening and, uh, Merry Christmas. Don't forget to hang up your sock Cause just exactly at 12 o'clock He'll be coming down the chimney down He'll be coming down the chimney down He'll have a big fat pack of 